Welcome to the CCWC podcast. I'm Pastor Dave Avery, and my guest today is Asa Hilliard. How are you doing this morning, Asa? Doing fabulous. So, Asa, I, um, I'd like to have a conversation this morning about men's ministry and some of the trends that we're seeing in the church in America, some of the things that we've seen outside the church and the influences that are happening. You know, culture does influence the church, unfortunately. Uh, as a church, we want to be countercultural, but um, what's your what, what's your opinion about men's ministry? I mean, what do you what do you see as maybe the most important thing about men's ministry? The most important thing, I mean, it, it's difficult to be moving north in a southbound parade. Um, you want to be relevant, so I think the biggest piece is um, fellowship. Because fellowship is going to draw us into an environment that we we want to be in, you know, we want to relate to the people that we're in there with, and through that, you know, you're going to breed discipleship on smaller levels with smaller groups, and um, accountability. So I think fellowship's a, a good piece. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's the that's probably the biggest draw, the the, the main point. And then it's going to splinter off into everything else. As long as the fellowship's not superfluous and we're just talking about sports and stuff like that, we're getting into the heart of of things uh, from a biblical perspective. Totally agree with that. Uh, Men are the absolute best creatures at isolating. Mm -hmm. And even if things are great, we isolate. We just kind of do our own thing, whether we're married or not. You know, isolation from other men is just kind of a, it might be a defense mechanism. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just how men, um, what they saw modeled in their own homes, maybe. If they didn't have a good relationship with their father, um, it's a lot easier to isolate from other men and not have to be, because with that fellowship, you know, that goes deeper, Mm -hmm. uh, it brings vulnerability. Yep. And how many guys like to be vulnerable with other men? Yeah, it's it's not what we set out to do. <laughs> no. Vulnerability and submission, they, they're not great words. You know, they're not attractive words to men. No. But um, isolation breeds contempt, whereas fellowship breeds camaraderie and brotherhood and stuff like that. But the further away you draw from someone, the more the enemy's going to whisper, um, or maybe even your flesh. Um, maybe they don't like me. They didn't return my call. They didn't return my text or... I haven't seen that person, so maybe my next interactions can be awkward, or whatever the case may be. I've heard it said that idleness is the devil's playground. Somewhere I read that or heard it somewhere a few times along the way, and really isolation is the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will have a field day with your mind uh, if you're isolated from your brothers, like you mm-hmm. said, the brotherhood, the you know the the camaraderie. Um, the coming together of, of Christian men, iron sharpens iron. We have all these terms that, you know, through the years in men's ministry, you know, uh, they have made national level with through promise keepers and mm-hmm. different organizations mantras, if you, for lack of a better term, yeah. for men's ministry. But the, the reality is that's what's needed. It's iron sharpens iron. You need uh, brothers, Christian brothers, who will come alongside you and slap you in the head if they need to you know in love yeah Yeah. pick you up dust you off yeah tell you the hard things you know bro that was that's messed up yeah (laughs) you said something wrong but yeah the isolation the enemy look at look at jesus in the wilderness he took the opportunity to say what he he gave him his what i guess he thought was his three best shots and you know to, to speak death into the situation so 
if Christ isn't above it, we're not above it being isolated. Yeah. Yeah. So you compare men's ministry to women's ministry, and that's where you see the different dynamics in the way that God has wired men and women. Uh, we're all wired for relationship, but um, on the, the, the women's side, everything from birth on is connected in some way. And so that's why you could put two women who really don't know each other, if they have anything in common, they will just talk about everything that's happened in their lives and within 30 minutes be best friends. And on the flip side, you take two guys, put them in a room, and if they have something in common like, you know, sports or whatever, they'll talk about their favorite sports teams, about what's happening on the sports, you know, talk politics, whatever. And that's really it. There's no depth. There's no – it's a safe place. It's a safe level. Yeah. And Absolutely. in a ministry, it kind of strips out of, you know, men's ministry, meaning not just what we do here on Tuesdays, but really small groups yeah. is where um, – you know, the discipleship happens. And so that kind of leads to the second part is accountability. And, uh, you know, we've, you know, spoken a lot about accountability and, and the necessity of accountability um, for men, not just in the sense of, of, of sexual purity, but just as a whole man being accountable, having someone there that you can go to um, to bounce things off mm-hmm. of, to, to, to pray for you, to, to, to be there with you, walk with you through things, just grab coffee. I mean, what, what, what's it mean to you personally, accountability? Accountability has become synonymous with, uh, with sexual purity, but at the end of the day, break it back down to, you know, like its root. It's, it's accounting. It's making, you know, it's, it's holding, a, coming into account of what needs to be done, what has to be done. You take your stuff to an accountant. You know, they reconcile the books. At the right. end of the year, uh, our government wants an accounting of what you've done. You're being held to what you say you've done. What have you done with your money? Where's our money right. kind of situation? So uh, accountability is, is just showing what you've done. Have you done the right thing? Have you done the proper thing? Have you done the wrong thing? And are you willing to own your choices? And if you've got another guy to, or two or three or four or five, um, I had one gentleman tell me one time, when it comes to accountability, he always spread it out so no one person has all your junk. But at the same time, um, you're spreading it out so that you can't snow one guy. Let's say you've done something particularly egregious in your in your mind, and you can convince one guy it's cool, but you can't convince five different guys it's cool. So accountability is just um, just laying all your cards out on the table. This is yeah. this is exactly what's happened. Right. And I, I need your feedback on it. I need to be steered in the right direction or cheered and applauded because if you're moving in the right direction, the enemy is going to push back on you so much so that you're going to feel like you're not moving in the right direction. So you, you need a cheer, some cheerleaders from an accountability standpoint too. That's you're good. doing a good job. Pat on the back, whatever the case may be. So the importance of men's ministry, fellowship, accountability, I would also say discipleship. Um growing in your relationship with Christ, maturing in your relationship with Christ. And that happens, really it happens in a small group setting. Four or five, six guys, maybe seven at the most, Mm -hmm. come together, do a study, go through a book of the Bible, um, talk about what's happening in their lives, and you apply that scripture that you're going through. And I've been a part of so many studies where you read one verse in a, a small group, 
And that's all you get to because the Holy Spirit just ministers to every guy in that. They're like, wow, man, you know what? I just, I'm going through this. I'm walking through this. And, and that verse just really speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And another guy goes, yeah, you know, I went through that two years ago. And so you're, you're not so set in a small group, a true small group setting that we've got to get through a curriculum or we've got to get through X number of verses or this chapter together. We're going to allow the Holy Spirit to lead our conversation and minister to each of us as we minister to one another. And, and that's the discipleship aspect. I mean, Jesus, you know, had a lot of followers, but he had very few disciples he was actually able to, to pour into and teach. You know, he had the 12, and even among the 12, There's he had three, three mm-hmm. that he would take with him to really, really pour into and, mm-hmm. and disciples. So it's an important aspect of men's ministry. Absolutely. And what I like to use as an analogy and I, I don't want to get it mixed up, so I'll try to stick with just one. I've never been hiking. I've never mountain hiked before. But I see this vision of it's, it's, a, it's a line. There's one guy ahead of another, and he's, you know, X amount of distance from the other. And maybe he's not necessarily better than the other one, but he's further along the journey. And then the next guy's further along the journey. So it's, it's great, at least for me from a personal perspective, is to have someone more mature. Whether they're older or not, doesn't matter. They're more mature in their faith ahead of me to pull me along, but also someone I can minister to and pull them along, but they can push me because I've been saved since I was 13. I've known Jesus my entire life. If he walked into the room and at a family reunion, I would have not have been shocked. Hmm. I've heard about yeah. Jesus, you know, but to come along later in life and see um, someone baptized in the Holy Spirit that went on a missions trip and had been saved for like five minutes and came back and told me about limbs growing back. I knew that was real, but it was amazing to me. And it lit a fire under me just as much as my grandpa ministering to me and discipling me. So it's a, it's kind of like a chain, you know, yeah. there's, it, it, it all has integrity and it all has its purpose and it's pulling and, and in some cases pushing. You make a great point when we talk about the generations, the different age groups, you know, you can be, mentored by someone maybe who's younger than you who's more mature in the lord but there's something to be said about learning from the the generals of the faith the men who have walked through things that are in a you know they're they're nearing the finish line i'm not talking about guys on their deathbed i just mean guys who have raised family members who've their kids they have grandkids great grandchildren maybe they have been through battle after battle after battle and have so much and are walking with the lord i'm talking about mature men in the mm-hmm. lord oh yeah and learning from them. And, you know, it, it, learning is, is up-channel, but it's also da- down-channel as well. And we've got to break this paradigm that within, like, say, a men's ministry, we've got the older guys over here, we've got the millennials here, then we've got the 20-somethings over here. I mean, that's just fractured. That's not a, a healthy ministry. Uh, we're talking about um, a Tuesday night meeting that has guys in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, so that... Again, we can learn from one another. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot I can learn from a guy who's 24 and the challenges that he's up against that, that didn't, didn't even exist when we were that age. By the same token, there's a lot I can learn from a guy who's 65 who is in a whole different stage of life than I am, and he's been where, where I am. And so it, it works both ways, and I hope that, that both of those groups of men can learn from 
you know, my experience. Yeah. So within the men's ministry, within whether it's a larger group gathering, even smaller groups, you know, my heart's desire is that we are reaching men of all ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to, um, and it will, and it can. It's got to transcend social groups. And, you know, it doesn't have to be your peers because your peers can be anybody. In a work situation, you don't get to decide the age group you work with. Those are your peers. So, you know, if it works in the business, it can work in, in the men's group. And like you said, there's there's so much to learn from different people. Um, my son may not like to hang out in a men's group, but every now and then last year I brought my 11-year-old son to the, to, to the men's conference, and he enjoyed it. Now, would he be able to sustain that over and over again? Probably not. And even a little guy like that can teach me something. So when you're surrounded by a multitude of individuals who transcend different demographics and different social structures and, and different times of growing up. You know, when you can talk to a, a kid about a phone that you picked up and you turned this dial and you heard this ridiculous noise. <laughs> it was attached to a cord that or, was attached to the wall. Exactly. Or you take this round piece of vinyl and you put it down and you put this needle on it and it makes noise. It's like, what is that? You know. So there's just things that can be shared. That's important. It, you know, it's, what's funny with that, just a quick story, is when my son was five, he was talking about a big CD. He saw this big black CD. <laughs> and and it took it literally took me about 30 seconds to, to realize that he was talking about a record, vinyl, a record. Mm-hmm. Now, what's a CD? You know, you've got a generation. Everything's digital. So CDs are, what's, what is that, a CD? Hang it from, from a tree to scare birds is what right. it is now. Right, exactly. So, you know, again, it's, it's great that we can, uh, we can come together as different generations from different demographics, different backgrounds, social structures. Uh, it's, it's vital for a healthy men's ministry. And so let me segue now to an upcoming men's conference that we have. Um, February 29th. We're going to just one half day have a, a men's conference here where we have um, a worship team that's all guys going to lead us in worship. Um, Jonathan Evans is coming into and he's got a passion for uh, for men too that men would step up and be kingdom men, uh, just like his father, Dr. Tony Evans. And so that's I think one of the reasons that that we really um, we, we kind of connected to, to try to bring him in. Aside from the fact that he just happens to be a Dallas Cowboys chaplain. Which you that's know, just America's team, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's just a that's just a side benefit. Um, but that conference is not the be all end all, and so what I'd like to see are I'd like to see men bringing their sons, uh, men bringing their grandsons. I'd like to see guys here of all ages for just three hours to worship together, fellowship together, be encouraged and equipped and exhorted. But that really is not the be all end all. A conference is just a a, a funnel. I, I like to refer to it as a funnel Mm -hmm. to funnel men into the men's men's ministry exactly tuesday nights small groups the things that are happening throughout the week um that's the importance of of a conference yeah it's just a piece to the puzzle um church on sunday isn't the only thing uh thursday night isn't the only thing men's group isn't the only thing they're all pieces to the puzzle of the process of of being in the body of christ to be refreshed to, to go out into the world and just to be a light um, you know, you're recharging your batteries, you're, you're doing what you need to do fellowship-wise with your brothers and sisters, but then that's just to go out and share through word if necessary, but definitely action and deed what it is to, 
to be like in, in the body of Christ and to share the gospel that way. Right. Well, I appreciate you joining us today sure. for this Absolutely. podcast. Uh, just, uh-huh. uh, just you know, kind of flying over men's ministry at 30,000 feet, as I refer to it. There's <laughs> so much more to it. But, you know, really, the, the key is men's ministry is for fellowship. It's for accountability. It's for discipleship. It's for all ages and all generations, all demographics. That's what the body of Christ is supposed to look like. And, you know, uh, as strong as a men's ministry, that's, a, you know, for, for the church in America, the reason that church in America is really kind of shifting and, and, and out of, of balance and, and order uh, from what God has ordained is because the men just aren't being the men God's designed them to be. So and I want to encourage you men out there, if you're not a part of the men's ministry, get involved, be a part of it, uh, come to the conference. Uh, taste and see, you know, what God is doing in men's ministry, and, and, and you'll be encouraged and exhorted and equipped to, to go and, and, and carry it outside the, the walls of the church, into your community, into your homes, uh, into your workplace. So, again, be a part of that on February 29th. Hope to see you guys there. And I'm just going to close this in prayer, and uh, good. we'll ask the Lord to continue to move. Father, we thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you uh, for the privilege to be a part of men's ministry not just here at CCWC, but uh, to encourage men in our lives that, that you've placed in our lives that maybe are in other places, go to other churches, live even out of state. Lord, we ask that you continue to move in, in the hearts of men in America in this day where we need you, Jesus, more than ever. Uh, men need to step up. Men need to, to uh, accept the challenge of, of leadership. Uh, be courageous. Be bold in their church, in their home, in their workplace, to lead as you have ordained them and created them to lead. Not to Lord, but to lead. And uh, we thank you for that, Lord. We pray you continue to stir the hearts of men uh, to step up into everything you've ordained for them and called them to do. We ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us.